well. Mark Pritchard is author and expert on near-death and out-of-body experiences, and he has an approach, a way to approach the study of this phenomena to most effectively understand these mysterious reports. Now, Mark says there have been many cases of people describing not only an assistance while the physical body was clinically dead, but also describing events that actually took place in the physical world, sometimes even at a distance from their deceased body. And I'm, of course, pleased to say that Mark's on the phone now. Welcome to you, Mark. Hello, Shirley. I'm glad you could join us this evening. Thanks. A very, very interesting topic. Um, you know, you're the expert in it. How long have you been doing this for, Mark? For around 15 years. And how did you get into it? Well, I began to study out-of-body experiences um, and actually practiced them and, and had some. You, and, uh, you personally had some? Yeah, personally. I learned how to have out-of-body experiences. It's actually something you can train yourself to do. Really? Tell me more. Well, it's really taking advantage of sleep. Uh, if, if we fall in asleep, we can actually have an out-of-body experience. Sleep is something quite strange, really. We, we do go to another plane or another dimension, but we don't realize it's happening. But you can realize it's happening by keeping your mind focused as you fall in asleep. Now, how do you know the difference then, Mark, between um, having an out-of-body experience, if, you say, if you're saying that you can actually train yourself to do it, how do you know the difference between having an actual out-of-body experience or you're just in a dream, you're just sleeping? In a dream, you generally don't know that you're dreaming. You just are in the thing and not aware of it. With an out-of-body experience, so you lie down and instead of falling asleep, you lift out of your body and you're in the room usually that you've fallen asleep in. You can sometimes see your body there. You physically, you, you purposely do what you've just described yep. and then you can't get your spirit, whatever it is, back into your body then what? <laughs> oh, we always come back. It's just like falling asleep at night, you know, you don't worry about waking up. It's exactly the same. It's just that our consciousness is different when we're, we're asleep. But your body is asleep and your body wakes up exactly the same from an, an ordinary out-of-body experience as it does from sleep. Right. Now, okay, so you're saying that you, you can train yourself and you have trained yourself to do that. Yep. Um, but prior to training yourself, did you have an out-of-body experience without, you know, forcibly, forcibly um, making it happen, so to speak? No, not really. I'd had clear dreams, but that was all. I'd never actually had a, a projection, a, a, an out-of-body experience. I, I learned to have out-of-body experiences. And you can teach people how to do that? Yes, I've taught loads and loads of people um, in the courses that I run. Now, do, do not think, actually, before we move on, I just want to um, um, let people know, if you have any experience of what Mark is describing, if you'd like to share it with us, call us on Lester 251-1049, Do you not think it could be quite a dangerous thing to do, Mark? No, it's not dangerous at all. It's no more dangerous than falling asleep. But it can be frightening in the beginning because we're going into the unknown. And so when you have body experience, can you see your body lying down asleep? Yes, you can see your body lying down asleep and you can, you can get out of the room and you can go and explore this, this whole new dimension. But it looks just the same. Usually it looks just the same as our daily life, our ordinary world. So given that then, what would, the, what would be the point in even trying to do that? What, well, what purpose does it serve? first thing is that you realize that you're more than just a body, that there's more than, than this, this three-dimensional world. And that in itself is a very big thing because it shows that your consciousness is actually existing beyond your, your physical body. The other thing then is what you can discover when you get out there, which is 
even more important. And, like, and, like what? Well, if you think of um, religious teachings, you hear of angels and things like that. They must come from somewhere. You know, they, you don't see them in daily life, but if you you're out of your body, you can you can see spiritual beings. So, have you seen an angel then? Yes, many, many. And what does an angel look like? Because you know, oftentimes you know, we, most people when you think of angels, you think about whatever you've seen in books and you know that kind of thing. But if you're saying you've seen an angel, really seen an angel, what does an angel look like? Well, yeah, like you say, you think they're going to have wings, you know, and be mm. shining full of light. Yeah. But uh, there's an account given by Joan of Arc, and, and they, like the Inquisitors asked her, what did these angels who spoke to you look like? And she said that they look like ordinary people. And that's exactly what they look like. But they then look... how do you know they're angels and not ordinary people? Well, because you can sense it. They've, they've got something about them, and they've got a lot of wisdom. And they can show you and teach you many, many things. So have you spoken to an angel besides seeing one? Yes, a lot of, a lot of angels in lots of different circumstances. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what kind of conversation would you have with an angel? A lot of it is actually about your own um, discovery, if you know what I mean, your own fault. Mm. Because, uh, well, I like to try to correct um, mistakes that I make because I feel that it helps me to progress in my life and spiritually. Right. And so there, you could, well, I get a lot of information on how to change and what I'm doing wrong and things like that. Will an angel always give you good advice? Can you have bad angels? Like you have bad people on the earth? Yes. Sometimes they can actually look a bit like these, these angels, but you can tell them by looking at their eyes and you can sense intuitively that they're not good, they're not nice, and there are these sort of negative figures that are there. Now, you see, you're fortunate because you just said that you can tell intuitively, but for some people, maybe they don't listen to their intuition, and so they could easily become scuppered by a bad angel, so to speak. Yes, but over there, you see, it's intuition functions more finely. It's like amplified. Right. And you can sense things much better. There are um, things that you can do to expel negative entities and to check things like that. You know, there's all these, you know, texts of ancient times is conjurations and people would pray i think the lord's prayer and all and get rid of these negative things that they're finding and so when you have an out-of-body experience then um are you still in the year 2006 or can you take yourself back or can you even take yourself forward you're still in the year 2006 you're in the here and now really because you step into fifth dimension which is eternity but in eternity, there are records of everything that has gone before. So you can actually see these records. And you, if you go into these records, you step back in effect in time. I remember projecting or coming out of my body in my room uh, here in this house. And I, I came up and everything seemed strange. Mm. And I saw that it was, well, back in the 1960s. And my parents came in and they were young and it, and it was real like I'm here now. Your parents came in? Yep, well came into the house mm -hmm. and they were young and it was really strange. And But that was out of the body and that was in a file, if you like, of nature. And you know when you say file, um, you don't mean, I'm just trying to understand what you mean. Do you mean it's physically written down or do you mean it's just something that you're taken back to? Everything tends to be recorded so you're taken back to that. But you can't change it. You can't make any changes in it at all. You're just like in this scene, mm. almost like as an observer. 
you know, you can't change the past. It's just a record of something that's happened. And so, Mark, is an out-of-body experience the same as a near-death experience, or are they two different things? They're essentially the same thing. So if you have an out-of-body experience, you go into the same place that someone who has a near-death experience goes to. About um, one in nine people who die say they've, and, and are revived say they've had an out-of-body experience or near-death experience. So they are similar, but also in near-death experiences, you tend not to have some of these um, dream states. It mm. tends to be very, very clear. You can have very clear out-of-body experiences, but they're almost a rule that they're extremely clear experiences with near-death. So if you, for example, then, notice you said that you can train yourself to have an out-of-body experience. Yeah. If, for example, God forbid, but if, for example, you found yourself in a situation where you had to have an operation in, in a hospital, and they put you under an you know, anesthetic, so you, you go into a deep sleep, so to speak, could you make yourself have an out-of-body experience in that kind of instance? Not really. You'd have to be able to do that before they gave you the anesthetic, so you'd have to be asleep, and that's, that's not easy. Because right. you've got to concentrate your mind, and once you get knocked out by anesthetic, you can't concentrate your mind. It could be that once you're already asleep, you could have an out-of-body experience, but to actually project out of your body like that, you'd need to sort of prepare in advance. Okay, and so, um, is this, given your experiences then, um, Mark, is this a clear example or clear proof in your mind that there is um, a God, Allah, Jehovah, whatever you want to call him, um, you know, somewhere else in the world, in a different world? Yes, I think so. It's, you go out there and, and it's, it becomes spiritual. Uh, here we've kind of lost contact with the spiritual, but over there you really feel it and you do see things and 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 that's where um, a lot of it is very, very spiritual. But it's real, you know, it tends to be just like um, people believe or disbelieve in it, but if you go there you can actually prove and see whether things are real or not. Right. Mark, we have a, um, someone's um, taking the time to call in. They'd like to ask you a question, please. Yep. And the question is, are the angels that you see based on your religious beliefs, and that's from Elaine in Leicester. Sometimes they do appear in the way that we would imagine a spiritual being to look, but really not um, as I would have imagined in many cases, because I thought they would be like these figures in white robes, but they were very plain and very ordinary looking. Now I have to ask you as a final question, Mark, an obvious question here, I'm sure you must have heard it asked of you many times, do people think that, you know, you're not quite all there, that maybe you're just making all of this up? Well, it's easy to be sceptical, but I think there's a lot um, really at stake, if you know what I mean. Uh, we're talking about life beyond the body, and so, you know, I'll, I'll stick my neck out and say, look, these things exist, even if people don't um, believe it or they say it doesn't happen. But really, to anyone who, who thinks like that, they should try it. If they do try the, the ex exercise and techniques, they can find themselves having an out-of-body experience, and that really answers all the questions. And just very, very briefly again, you said you know they can try it. What do they need to do? Well, what they need to do is, is to really um, learn how to do it on a course. It's the best way, because I could give someone a technique, they could have an out-of-body experience, and they could, you know, just be worried about it. So it's better to learn on a course. But basically, there are two techniques. One is to um, project, which is 
uh, to focus your mind as you go into sleep or to use mantras. Another is to become aware that you're in a dream and that's sometimes called lucid dreaming. So if they learn those two techniques, they should be able to have out-of-body experiences. And Mark, uh, for anyone who might be interested, how would they find out about the courses or, you know, or just the technique in, in more detail? Are there, are there any contact numbers you have? Yes, there's a, an, a website called Gnostic Web, which is uh, www.gnosticweb.com. That's G-N-O-S-T-I-C-W-E-B. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, there's details there on, uh, on out-of-body experiences and how to join the online course, which is free. A free online course. Right, okay. Just try it, have a go and see where you go. I keep saying fun, but I'm just really, you know, really interested in this. It's a final, final question now. Yep. If someone was in the same room as you whilst you're having uh, an out-of-body experience that you've actually, you know, made happen, would I notice you looking any different whilst you're out of your body, so to speak? This is a problem that science has. You'd only see a person asleep. You'd only measure a body that's sleeping you wouldn't see anything because the person's gone to another dimension. But the person in the other dimension could sometimes see you there in, in the three-dimensional world. Okay, very interesting, Mark. Thank you very much for um, taking part in the program this evening. Okay, thanks, Shirley. Are you going to have an out-of-body experience tonight, do you think? Well, let's see. I might. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Okay, yeah. then. Okay, thank you very much, Mark. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Uh, That's Mark Pritchard there, author of um, a course in astral travel and dreams.